0: Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello there, and welcome back to Ayers on the Road, who have been Ayers in the sky
1: um, tonight, last night. (laughs) A little, um, I was going to say due diligence, but that's the wrong word, a little um, candor If we sound a little off today, it's because we are. We just got off a red eye. And so, but it's good. I think it's good. I think sometimes when you're groggy and you haven't had any sleep and you've been sitting on an airplane all night, it brings out a new side of your personality. It
0: forces you to wake up and, (laughs) and talk. We're really excited. We are back. If you've been following along with us, you will know that we've been in Hawaii for seven weeks, 50 days. And uh, we're the luckiest people in the world to be able to do that and live close to one of our families there.
1: And get all our work done. And that get we all work done. Do here.
0: I did get a lot of work done. You got a lot of play done. You got to admit that.
1: Oh, come on. We both kind of did. Yeah. But you got to picture this in your mind. I mean, you know, since we don't have video we're just on a podcast, I'm so just glad you don't have Picture in though. your mind getting on the plane um, just as the sun was setting and it was a gorgeous day and it was 73 degrees in the evening and um, there was a slight trade wind blowing the palm trees around and the small little airport in Louis where you just kind of walk in and get on a plane and the doors close and then you – have a miserable time on a red eye. Oh, that was awful. Oh, I wouldn't. I admire and any of you hours. that can sleep on airplanes. Once in a while, I, I can,
0: but not on this one. But anyway, then I know what you're going to say next. And
1: then the door opens up, and we get off, and it's. I think it was four degrees. Oh my
0: gosh, it was so <laughs> cold. It felt like that to us. Wind chill, I'm sure, was because it was freezing. It snowed a little bit in Salt Lake. Uh, last night and they were still shoveling and oh my gosh there was a wind going straight through us and we thought what have we done (laughs) what have
1: we done and plus on top of that linda we're thinking of you know when you're gone for 50 days there's a lot to catch up on when you i mean we we can't It there's a we can't see our table just where the mail is stacked up and we haven't even approached some of the other things that we've been putting off for a while but all in all I have to say.
0: It's nice to be home. There's
1: no place like home. Yeah, it's great. So we're glad to be with you again. And it's just so fun to think about family. And one of the interesting things is being somewhat isolated like we were for the last seven weeks. In the sense that we're just not around, well, we're around our, our one son, Jonah, who lives there by where we were.
0: And his wife, Asia, and their four darling children. Darling.
1: Well, four out of their five. The fifth one is in New York City at Columbia and swimming on the swim team, and we're. You know, so wouldn't it be? Why don't sometime we just do a show and just brag about our grandkids the whole podcast? Sometimes
0: that would, would be just, inspiring. It would
1: be a total put off, <laughs> but you would all those of you who are grandparents would say, "I give them that." You know, yeah. I feel the same way. About Wait a my minute, grandkids. I want to do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It would be great, but um, and we do appreciate the fact that we don't know any of their flaws. We just know how great they exactly. are.
1: Exactly. So. We're their cheerleaders. And we're going to get into grandparenting again uh, in a couple of weeks on the podcast. We want to do at least one show every month on grandparenting. grandparenting.
0: And next so week will fun. be the first of the month again, and we're going to go back to gratitude, yeah. the two Gs.
1: A new and uh, grandparenting and gratitude. Right. Good point. And what I was starting to say though is that um, you know you'd think being that far away from all of our other kids we'd feel a little out of touch but we've been so in touch over there because we've started doing a a zoom call on Sundays and it's just so fun to see them all on the screen and and we've we've continued to just you know the electronic, ways to be in touch we are big fans of marco polo oh my goodness you
0: know that's the very best thing that's happened during covid the last two years you realize we're coming up on two years
1: yeah and march
0: uh it will be two years since everything closed down and
1: since that fateful day that fateful jazz game when rudy (laughs) and donovan both announced they were positive
0: (laughs) um it really is amazing what we've been through and when you just go through a month at a time it just seems like it's never going to end and hopefully (laughs) hopefully next year at this time will be
1: yeah next year at this time we'll be (coughs) clear of all that we're hoping so anyway here we are and you know we want to get back into the three letter lessons (laughs) This is the book I've been working on in in Maui, and it just has to do with trying to capsulize and sort of simplify and reduce down to one three-letter word these various concepts that we have been speaking about and writing about all our lives. But, you know, the trick, there's this wonderful phrase Um, it's attributed to Oliver Cromwell, and uh, I just think it's it's endlessly interesting to me. He said on one occasion, I would not give a fig for the simplicity that lies on this side of complexity, but I would give my right arm for the simplicity that lies beyond complexity. In other words, you know, simple-minded simplifying where we just forget about the nuances of things and make things too basic and too too uh, incomplete that kind of simplicity is no good but when you can take a concept and go beyond the complexity and get it down to its essence get it down to its root get it get it down to its just the nub of what it really is then it really makes a, a lot of sense and we can retain it We can keep it in our minds. It can become part of who we are. And that's what we're trying to do with these little three letter lessons. We're trying to take what could be thought of as a complicated or sort of um, big subject and just get it down to something that's so, that's beyond the complexity, but it incorporates all of what's really there and it's kind of we've mentioned on, on the show before the initial inspiration for this was actually Benjamin Franklin in his autobiography where he where he was feeling like look I can I can become the person I want to be by picking out the characteristics I want to have picking out the personality traits picking out the practices the the mode in which I operate. I can design that, and then I can, he didn't use this word, but I can program it into myself. I can want it badly enough and think about it long enough that it becomes part of who I am. That's what we're trying to do with these three-letter lessons. Before
0: you go beyond that, (laughs) let me just say that We've talked about Benjamin Franklin ever since we first got married. I mean, most people would re- read Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, and I was required to read that in high school. You know, and they, oh, that's nice. But you read it, and it is sticks. And <laughs> wow, we had words uh, on the, pasted on the ceiling, on the door, so that we could remember
1: every day a, that we even word. We made a mobile. We once. made
0: a mobile. Yeah, that's true. We
1: figured our kids had those little mobiles above their cribs that the breeze spins them around and so on. So we put some of our favorite words on the little pieces and we of paper. Yeah, that's move around.
0: crazy. Um, before you tune out, we are not crazy. But <laughs> we really did have fun with with thinking about these words. And um, I mean, what a guy, his were just one word things uh, we' ours kind of turned into concepts.
1: Um, yeah, that's a good point. His were sort of you know, character traits, like I want to be punctual, I want to be honest, I want to be respectful. And our, ours are more a concept of, you know, a way to think about something, a paradigm, if you will, a worldview. And the nice thing about podcasts, Linda, and I, I do this, and I know you do, when we're looking back through other podcasts that we, that we follow, and we've missed some episodes, and so on. The nice thing about any podcast app is they give you the title and you can go back. I can get into it. I can study it. And that's what you can do on ours on the road. But I'm just going to give you a quick review. I think um, the first three-letter lesson we did was I-E-Y-E. I'm not going to elaborate. The second one was K-E-Y. K E Y. Some of you heard some of these and you know what we build on each of these little three-letter words. The third one was slow, S-L-O. The fourth one was ask, A-S-K. The fifth one was yet, Y-E-T. The sixth one was tap, T-A-P. That was just last week. Tap into a higher source. And, and it's also an acronym. And so a lot of these three-letter lessons, they're both a word and an acronym. And, and the tap was for the tools we need to use in parenting, the attitudes we need to have, and the, the prayer that makes it all come about. So anyway, I'm just trying to get you curious. If you haven't heard any of these three-letter lessons, go back and listen to some of them. Listen to the ones that appeal to you. You'll know in the first, that's the other great thing about a podcast. I think you turn one on, and in the first two minutes, you say, oh, this is something I'm really interested in. And you listen to the rest of it. Or on others, you say, I'm not so much. I'll go on to something else.
0: <laughs> I hope people didn't get bored of the first that we're talking about <laughs> the by weather. The,
1: by the way, that's why I like Kindle for reading books. I just get the sample. And I think you know after you read four or five pages if this book is going to resonate with you or not. Yeah, but anyway, I'm for sure. Pull me back, honey. I'm, <clears throat> I'm far afield. Anyway, the. The one for today, the three letter word. Maybe the most important three letter word in the world.
0: Well, no, there's another one. No, if you leave the E off. Okay, go ahead. J O Y, joy. joy. Um, this has been the theme of our lives ever since the very first book Richard wrote called The Discovery of Joy.
1: Way back, <clears> way <throat> back. Way, way back. When. Way
0: back. And then that's evolved into a lot of joyful experiences, including joy school and teaching children joy. And life is just full of joy, except for sometimes.
1: Well, and let's (laughs) define it, because, you know, we, we started something called joy school, as many of you know, a preschool curriculum. And joy, if without an explanation, people just think, oh, you know, that's a... It's, it's happiness. It's pie in, pie, the pie in the sky. Yeah. I mean, how do you, you know, joy comes and goes. We don't have much control over it and so on. But we think joy, let's just freewheel on the word for a minute and then we'll go to a break and then we'll come back and really dive deep into it. Um, maybe the best way to say it is that uh, we have a scripture. Would you say it's our, it's certainly in the top five for us, maybe right. higher. And it's so simple what it says, and it's like an encapsulation, we think, of God's plan for us, his children. And it simply says, Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. Of course, men and women. And you can insert a little word that makes it even sound better. So if you were reading this, you'd see in parentheses this added word, Adam fell that Man might be mortal. We became mortal because of Adam's fall, quote unquote. We think the fall was a necessary part of the plan, and we think Eve was the hero in the Garden of Eden who realized that mortality needed to be triggered. And Adam figured it out a little bit later.
0: Right. (laughs)
1: But Adam (laughs) fell, Adam and Eve fell, or became mortal so that we could have this mortal experience and men are princes mortal that they might have joy in other words god our heavenly father who loves us created this world and the agency and choice and variety that goes with it for one purpose so we could experience more of the kinds of joy that he has known and that he experiences
0: um. I totally agree. And we have a lot more to say about joy. If you'll just hang on for a few minutes, we'll be right back.
1: Not, not just as a concept, but as a way to, to focus and a way to live life.
0: Right. Hang on. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Eyer. And we're back talking about a very important subject. And, you know, as as we were ending that first segment, I was thinking the other day, I saw uh, something from a woman who said, when you wake up in the morning, what you need to think is not what do I have to do today, but what is the most important thing I can do today? And I think maybe even going a step further, what is the most important thing I can do today to feel joy or to create joy or to give joy to give
1: joy yeah
0: and um often
1: it's good to start with that last one you said (laughs) what can i do today that will give someone joy just a little bit of joy and then it puts the day into focus right i mean
0: we've been so fastidious about meeting with our kids on zoom and so on and then yesterday a daughter-in-law wrote and said oh if you could just Give a little call to our little um i won't name her but yeah. <laughs> um she needs some special care and if you could do that it would be so nice and i thought why am i not doing that i these older kids well the older kids are busy but those middle-aged kids would would do and especially if there was a an appointment when I could call him. I mean, it, it, it'd be so easy to just give joy to me and to this little granddaughter. Well,
1: I'm asking the question, you know, what can I do today that will give someone joy? A lot of times, the answer is so simple. Yeah. A phone call, a compliment, a smile. Right. You know, we have that power. We we actually have, I think, and I guess this is debatable, but I think we have giving giving someone else joy is actually more in our control than give, giving joy to ourselves although they go together because when yeah, you because when you make someone happy then you feel happy but let's let's dive a little deeper into what we really mean by joy because it is something more than happiness in the context of that scripture it's sort of the positive interpretation or the faithful interpretation of everything in life good and bad hard and easy you know, seeing it as part of this mortal experience, which adds up to a, a growth and a learning and a, a school of mortality that has the potential to make us more like God as we experience things. And so it's more than happiness. And I love the old poem. I have quoted this before on the show, but you can't talk about joy <laughs> without saying this.
0: I'm so yeah. glad you have this in your mind because it just spills out so easily and it applies well, every time. And it's
1: anonymous. I, I have searched and searched. I do not know that, I, that it's possible to find who initially said this. when you, you can find it online, but it'll just say anonymous. If any of you can discover, let us know. But it's just a little verse that goes like this. Happiness is a thing of here and now the bright leaf in the hand, the moment's sun, the fight accomplished, or the summit won. Joy is a lifting buoyant kind, or happiness is a lifting buoyant kind of thing that lifts the bird more surely on its wing. When things go well, happiness may start, but joy is secret smiling of the heart.
0: So sweet kind of tried but do you really think that happiness that bird feels happiness (laughs) when it wings up or it's just that it's making you happy to see the no
1: that's the metaphor that the 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 happiness is a lifting buoyant kind of thing it's it's positive it's pleasant it's it's you know it's Uh, it's all these things yeah but it's not of the depth of joy right sure i got it i mean you could you give all kinds of examples right um a, a wonderful friend elderly friend dies passes away do you feel happiness no but do you feel joy as you contemplate that life and as you i mean you could you could think of all kinds of examples that joy yeah. is really the positive sort of learning, sort of accepting, sort of faithful yeah. interpretation of anything.
0: Especially if you can turn it in your mind uh, to be joyful, even though the passing of someone obviously is very sad. But it, it, I'd love to go to funerals. I think there's such a wonderful celebration of that person's life. I just think it's so joyful. So you're right. You know, joy, There
1: just... is a lot of joy in funerals and often not very much happiness
0: right yeah right um i just feel that we we feel joy every day and we just let it come and go without really re- recognize it acknowledging i'm really i love this i mean every time you say to yourself i love this i mean that's feeling yeah a, yeah a joy that there
1: always is that connection you need to to recognize. Yeah. you're right and we don't we don't mean to discount happiness or to say, oh, that's just a little nonsense, you know, it's joy that you're looking for. I mean, happiness certainly incorporates itself in into joy in many ways. And another another quote we love, and these one one of the things we did when our kids were young, <laughs> and it came about in a funny way, we had a family economy where instead of a allowance, our children got a certain amount of money if they did their chores for the week and so on. And a lot of times they'd fall a little short. And I think it was you, Linda, that was trying to find a way to give them a second chance or for them to make it up a little bit. And that way was to memorize something.
0: Yeah, actually we did put a a quote on the refrigerator and if they could memorize it and say it on payday without looking then they could get their money doubled. which, And it turned out, you know what? It turned out that that was a lot more valuable than anything the they did yeah.
1: during the week. And they remember these quotes <laughs> and it made me think of it because one of them was the one we mentioned earlier about happiness is a thing of here and now. But there's this other one by an obscure author, an English author named, um, it'll come to me, it'll come to me, but Storm Jameson. Storm, that's kind of an interesting first name. But here's what she said about happiness. But this this one kind of bridges into joy. I think you'll see the connection. She said, happiness, it is an illusion to think that more comfort brings more happiness. True happiness comes of the capacity to enjoy simple, to think freely, to, uh-oh, to enjoy simple, to think, this is good because it'll make people think, right? To enjoy simple, to think freely, to something, <laughs> something, to risk life there you go. and to be needed. Now, there's a fifth <laughs> one in there, but the capacities to do those things. Enjoy simple, think freely. Um feel deeply there
0: we go feel enjoy
1: simple think freely feel deeply risk life be needed the capacity to do those things the hard one is risk life and we think that means to have something that's more important to you than your life well
0: obviously and for mothers you know right they're always risking life to bring a child into the World. But I love those, I love thinking about those five things because even to feel deeply is we don't think about often enough. Sometimes we're in the the depths of thinking and it's it's a it's a joy in the end. It really is.
1: So that that one actually would be a better quote in our in our construct here, if it said um, you know, joy, instead of it started out not by saying, Happiness, it is an illusion to think that more comfort, joy is an illusion to think that more comfort brings more joy.
0: Oh, you should write to Storm Jim. And something I
1: should. It. if She wasn't <laughs> dead, darn it. But think about that, to feel deeply. I mean, that's, you can feel sorrow deeply, and that is a, a form of joy.
0: Right. Yeah, it is. It's true.
1: And so anyway, I love those. And we should mention, Linda, while we're on to what we tried to teach our kids. We certainly didn't teach them all we should have, and we have as many regrets probably as any of you parents. But I think one of the things we're trying to do now with our grandkids is to give them some little this, – this kind of harkens back to what you were saying about memorizing. We, we've tried to simplify what we want them to know from us, into 10 little things. They're just little simple things. And we, we want them to memorize these. And we, we call them grandfather's secrets. We, we, we should call them grandparents secrets. But you've got Grammy camps and all these other things. So I needed a little piece of the. Action.
0: Yeah, really, all I do <laughs> is make sure that they know my favorite scripture. Um, and every one of them can reel it off. Um, but here's. 512.
1: But, but number one among these grandfathers' secrets are these grandparents' secrets. And it's the simplest one, but it's also the one I think we talk with them the most about. And it, it just goes like this joy is the purpose of life and a choice we make. And, you know, when we have them memorize these, they're about eight years old when they first start. And it's like, okay, let's memorize it and then let's talk about it. And we usually do this at Bear Lake where we have a little extra time with our grandkids. And it is so fun to listen to, to young children try to interpret things that are yeah that are profound well
0: they not only memorize it but then they talk about it they're like what yeah. does that mean yeah. that's part of the deal and there's a reward i'm sorry but you know bribery works and it really <laughs> is so fun to hear what they how they internalize that because i think they have it in their minds and and they do start saying, you know, joy really is a choice. I can make a choice every day if I'm going to be happy or not. And when you hear that coming from them, not from you, yeah, it's really amazing. And we
1: encourage them to give us feedback on these secrets and so on. And I would say we've probably had the most feedback from our little grandkids on that particular principle. Joy is the purpose of life and a choice you make. So we'll get a little text or something from a. 10-year-old, and it'll say something like, um, well, G&G, they call us G&G, Grammy and Grandfather. And so they say, well, g and G, I I was having a really bad day today. And then I remembered secret number one. And I said to myself, it's my own fault. I'm having a bad day. Joy is a choice Choice I make, and I'm just going to choose to look at the bright side here. And I'm not saying it in there. They say it more simply than that. So it's actually more profound. Right, sure. But something indicates they got it. It is a choice. I can make a choice how I look at things every day. And
0: I do think that sometimes we miss opportunities to teach our grandchildren because you think they won't be interested or they think, you know, that you're forcing them to do something they don't want to do. And we found the very opposite. It is so fun to see these kids do this. And I have to tell you that Richard is crazy about these secrets because he went out in the mountains, got rocks, big rocks, (laughs) and painted all of the grandfather's secrets on the rocks. They
1: remember them a lot better. And the rocks are now sitting on our
0: tables up at. um, I learned that lesson
1: from Moses. stone tablets (laughs) anyway you get the idea and i just want to say a final word here and then you have the last word linda but i i just am imagining there's people listening to this podcast who're like oh boy if you knew my life right now you'd be hard pressed to find any joy in it i'm (laughs) struggling i've got this problem i've got that problem i'm frustrated i have no control there's so, all of us feel that way at times, and some are feeling it much more than others, but this is not an attempt, this the, this word peg of joy, this three-letter lesson, is not to ignore the reality, and it's not to sugarcoat something or, or try to see through rose-colored glasses. It's simply saying life is real. That's another one, by the way, by Shakespeare, right? Life is real. Life is earnest, and the grave is not the goal. I
0: don't think that was
1: dust thou were to dust returnest was not spoken of the soul. Yeah, that's beautiful. But the idea—it's just—it's just the idea to try to see things in a way that's accepting and that's faithful.
0: So we just hope that we planted a little seed to go out there and find a little more joy this week uh, with your family, with your. Um, with your grandchildren, children, or maybe just with yourself. I mean, there's, it's, there's plenty out there if we just soak it in. So good luck, and we'll see you again next time on Hires on the Road.
1: We're jet-lagged, but we love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.